welcome to Manapot Studios' newest Starfinder stream, Tales from the Pact World, The Book of Bretheta. I am your host and GM for today's stream, Krafu Bernal. My pronouns are he, him, and I am super excited to be here in another rendition of Tales from the Pact World. Um, in this campaign, we will be exploring the planet Bertheta, the gas giant, and its many moons that surround it. Um, starting off with one moon in particular in this four-episode run. But before we go any further into that, I'll throw it to my uh, fellow co-stars, starting to my right with Asmo. Hello, everybody. Asmo Daniker here. You can find me online at Asmo Daniker in all the usual places. Uh, frequent guests on Happy Hour. Glad to be a part of something else with Manapot. It's a great organization. Uh, you can check us out in a couple of months at Heathen Cantina. My pronouns are he and him. And today I'll be playing a Yasoki grifter technomancer named Jerboa. And I look forward to sharing in piecemeal some of what he's been going through because he's on for Theta hiding. And next we have Mark. Good evening, good morning, good day, everybody watching. My name is Mark. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me hosting Manapot's other Starfinder stream, Tales from the Pack Worlds, where we are doing a uh, original homebrew adventure uh, romp through the Pack World system. Uh, we have been going strong for the past couple years, and we are uh, just starting off on this new homebrew adventure. Um, really excited to see where it takes us um, tonight and for the foreseeable future on this stream, I will be playing Brunas Jadon, the Vesk mercenary envoy, who is a retired uh, mercenary captain who is trying to get back into the game. Tries to get out, but they keep calling him back in. <laughs> that they do. Uh, we just keep calling you back in, Mark. Um, and we'll pop it up to above me with Parker. Hello there. My name is Parker Wallace. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, I'm frequently found uh, on Starfound Pod with Dexter Warren, uh, who is also here. Uh, we are on uh, anchor.fm slash starfoundpod. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm also active on Twitter, Parker Wallace. Uh, and on this stream, I play Ushogu, a Han cultist Salarian who has a bit of a sketchy past in terms of being part of a destructive cult of the Great Devourer and kind of is in part of community service right now. <laughs> awesome. Um, and uh, uh, next to them is Susanna. Hi, uh, my name is Susanna. My pronouns are she, her. I am the keeper of the Thornvale podcast, which is an actual play Monster of the Week podcast with almost 100 episodes now, which is kind of neat. Um, and uh, it's a horror type show. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Keeper Susanna. Um, and I really recommend you check out my show. It's fun. I'm looking forward to uh, to playing along with these fellas. I have uh, a very interesting character. That is a crystal slug person. So, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Um, and of course, uh, last but definitely not least, 
Dexter. Hello, Internet, at various times of today, tonight. Uh, I am Dexter Warren, and my pronouns are he, they, and I will be playing Mimosa Vega, a, a just kind of floaty boy who shines bright. <laughs> shine far, shine bright. Um, okay, so yes, we are here playing Starfinder, and I think it's best if we jump straight into it. Um, I, before, okay, so the camera opens, and before us we see a large floating blue ball, uh, the planet Bertheta, and from afar it does kind of look quite similar to our Earth in that it is primarily the color blue, um, but as we move in closer and closer, we can see that it is not uh, indeed Earth, but instead something much larger than uh, Earth, um, but also as opposed to having land, uh, you know, green lands here and there, continents on the planet, um, instead the blue hues begin to deepen and uh, variations of the colors of blue appear as we realize that this gas, uh, a gaseous planet, um, we can see uh, several different like striations and bands of blue running across the planet. Um, and as we kind of zoom around and, and back to get a, a, a real bigger picture of the planet, we begin to see uh, several moons floating around it. And one of them in particular, we begin moving like very fast towards at this point. Um, and like Earth, indeed, this one is primarily blue and green. Uh, the top part of it and the bottom part of it are covered in these lush green mountainous forests. Uh, and a, a blue ocean kind of, you know, uh, encircles the moon, Barata. Uh, we whip around the moon and we can see moving from the gas planet for Theta towards the moon a small vessel ship. Now, I have a question for Mimosa because the ship is of Barathu make and design, which means it's made out of biomaterials? And I don't yeah. really know what that looks like. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, so I would say uh, because uh, we are able to um, shift our uh, genetic makeup such that we can create substances and different uh, materials, uh, in addition to um, older um, of my species will tend to meld together to form larger colonies, I would say the ship is actually uh, a Barathu mountain. Um, Kind of forming a superstructure of a, a spaceship um, to carry people back and forth. Uh, so it's like a, a, milli, a mini colony of sorts. It's a sentient spaceship, sentient organic spaceship. Okay. Mm -hmm. cool. Are the crew part of the ship? Uh, so what it's is old it? Tina. Sorry? Old Tina. Old Tina. Old Tina. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. <laughs> um, uh, so what does it like look like from the outside? What do we see through the camera? Uh, from the outside, I would imagine um, if you could take a kind of Spanish galleon pirate ship mixed with 
uh, kind of a blimp, essentially, um, with kind of uh, sails um, to catch solar rays. Um, and then you'll see tentacles drifting underneath as a kind of landing gear. Um, and then different uh, ridges of bone structure, kind of like the um, the ribs you'll see in ships um, underneath the bottom to help give structure to the thing. Wow. Okay, cool. So old Tina is flying through. And um, I think we see these kind of like portholes in the side um but rather than being these like perfect circle circular glass portholes um they're much kind of thicker and harder to see through and they they make they whenever you're peering through it kind of gets blurry um they're also not perfectly circular they're kind of more of like an amorphous shape like a like a a a cell or something uh and as we like kind of zoom through that window uh, we can see a a, a, a a Barathu kind of floating at the helm, uh, where whereas instead of sitting in a captain's chair, it's floating with its uh, tendrils kind of down and into connecting into the the, the floor, or rather maybe a console type thing. Um, floating next to the Barathu is a uh, Versite man um, about. Six feet tall, uh, quite slender, uh, with these large kind of black mouse eyes, uh, and, um, uh, wearing uh, what looks like kind of wilderness trekking gear, and uh, he's got a, a hand on the Barathu, uh, and, and look, he's looking out the, the, the blurry uh, windshield um, as they're approaching the, the their moon destiny. The camera whips around to the rest of our crew. Uh, and so, Mimosa, where are you on board, uh, old Tina? Um, I think uh, I am currently uh, just kind of squishing my face against one of the viewports. Uh, and then for, uh, for forgetting for a second, oh wait, I could just put my hand out. Uh, I'll put a tendril out and then just kind of like temporarily link up so I can see outside better. Um, and you see a uh, jellyfish-like creature of tendrils, um, but you'll also notice a kind of uh, galaxy design of a couple like freckles kind of glowing like um, stars. And you'll see an Ayun stone uh, in orbit. Uh, around uh, Mimosa as he's just kind of doing some happy burbling um, just watching outside <laughs> um, the, the camera uh, moves past Mimosa and into a much larger chamber uh, that seems to be kind of like a gathering space also the only space where our two large party members can uh, sit comfortably. Um, Bedra, uh, who do we see uh, floating floating in this room and and what are you what are, what are you up to? So Bedra is, is probably messing around with its uh, like lab that it has because 
It doesn't really want to talk to anyone else, but it has some interesting research that it's working on. So it's just kind of messing around with its lab and it's got it set up right in front of it. And it's just kind of uncurled into its non-slug form. It's kind of like shrimp. It's got like different little arms that are kind of messing around with things. And it's just kind of sitting there mumbling to itself. Well, this like large silver shrimp, maybe like, what, 10 feet tall? Or why um, is floating here messing with its uh, its lab? Thirteen feet tall. Thirteen feet tall. Oh my god! I'm a big I'm a big slug shrimp thing. Yes. Uh, so okay. is this like a, an alchemical lab or a, uh, a like a techno like yeah, console? Yeah. So it is a custom micro lab. Oh. It's one of the things that I get from my class, actually. It's got supplies, medical supplies, testing things, pharmaceutical compounds, basically whatever I want in it. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can use it to do different kinds of things. I'm currently using the the chem the chemalizer on it to look up some stuff. Okay, cool. Um, the past Phaedra, we can see a, another quite large creature in this room, Ushogu. Uh, who do we see and what are they doing? So Ushogu is a Han, which is basically a 10-foot purple six-legged spider-like insect creature is the best way I can do it, uh, describe <laughs> it. Pincers and teeth. Um, their armor uh, seems to be uh skinned from a serpentine creature. Like it's wearing the hide of some sort of giant serpent. Um, the design sort of like a Gila monster with uh, yellow and red, uh, yellow and uh, black alternating um, with a hood. Um, but you never can really, you can't really tell that he's 10 feet tall because he's hunched over sort of on the ground, sort of mumbling to himself as well. Uh, but not about science, about weird culty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just got an image of this yellow and black serpent that is native to Pratheta and like like can inflate itself like a balloon to move up and down through the winds <laughs> and the gas of the planet. Inflatable uh, snake, yeah. <laughs> uh, we move past this sort of common area um, and into a less common area, more a more smaller part of this vessel vessel galleon, I suppose. Uh, we can see that, like um, like Dexter described, the the walls, while you know, kind of looking like this, like like a like a proper sailing ship almost. Um, it's weird. They're 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 half. They kind of look metallic, but only synthetically so. If one were to like lean on it, there'd be like kind of a soft plasticky sound or feel. Um, and we move into uh, this the smaller area, uh, and we see a uh, like the camera gonna be zooms down to a small Isoki person. Um, Jerboa, who do we see? What are you up to? Jerboa is uh, two foot ten and a half inches with with heels, and he <laughs> has a uh, white furred rat like 
uh, demeanor with a shock of purplish black hair that you can tell he uses some sort of product, not necessarily to achieve any sort of style, but to keep it out of his face because he does seem to have an abundance of it. He's making sure he's not seen as he's trying to put the final touches on some mechanism he's implanting in his arm. He thinks for a moment, reaches it into one of his cheeks and pulls out the proper tool to lock <laughs> the panel back into place. Nice. He's hey. adorable, but with a hint of menace, like a really friendly hamster that might bite you. Got it. Uh, and uh, moving past him, kind of seated in this uh, um, leather-looking... I was about to say leather. It's leather-looking, because it's all formed up out of joined Barathu. Uh, uh, Booth um, is a... Uh, big... Big is a Vesk person. Uh, Brunus, who do we see? So Brunos is a Vesk who has up in the e- up in the years we see this vesk is probably uh, reaching 50 years old which is quite a little bit old for the vesk uh, as they are honor bound and warrior type uh, warrior type people the reaching that age is kind of a you're considered like a grand elder so to speak um, whereas most vesks have probably died honorably and, and battled much younger than that um but we see uh, we see this Vesk uh, man trying to get comfortable in his in these quarters, knowing. The, but he just can't, knowing that there is just not ten feet away is just another living organism that is probably not doing this. But Brunus can't get the feeling that he's being watched by this thing at all times. Um, so we see him just trying to fidget. Uh, you see him constantly fidgeting, trying to get comfortable in his quarters or in this little area. Um, but maybe like pacing and like sitting down for like a few minutes, looking at the wall really nervously, then getting up and going to another chair, sitting down and looking at the wall nervously still, and just repeating that rinse and repeat for the for the duration of this trip. You're not used to riding inside of a, a sentient organism made up uh, out of uh, at least a dozen different other ones. It's like not change something their DNA at will. It's not something that he's accustomed to just yet. So Vescar, um, pretty big, medium-sized, like lizard people. Uh, how do we looking at uh, Brunas? How, how can we tell that he is old? Um, so we, you see that uh, where his face, like on his face, uh, most of his armor or most of his body is covered in armor. And so you can see pretty much only just his face. And you can see that where there would be like facial hair for a beard are just elongated horns growing out of like pretty much all the way like underneath his chin, coming like all the way out and pointed down. And you can see many scars like on, on his face, like little nicks, like one connecting from one top of the lip to the other. Um, but you can see more so than anything, just almost a tired and uh, dreary look in his eyes. De- denoting just like a little bit of um, tortured wisdom behind them. Okay. Um, so our crew is sailing through the stars, and I think the Versite man um, uh, walks like kind of leaves the helm. Um, we know that these two in the the, the helm are. Uh, Thozil, uh, that's the, 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 the man from Verses, um, and Gatwal, uh, his 
anthropology partner, business partner, and life partner. Uh, the uh, Barathu here from uh, local to Bratheda. Uh, Thozil comes back into the the hold um, and asks you all to uh, join him in the, the main common area where our larger friends can fit more comfortably. Oh, the music, yes. <laughs> um, Loud music. So we can see this first sight man. He has probably like, uh, uh, like a sh- short mop of blue hair. Um, maybe like tanned gray skin uh, with those big black mouth eyes, quite large, um, like almost sitting on top of his face rather than in, like set in like our, our human eye. Um, he uh, <clears throat> clears his throat. Um, well, uh, thanks again, everyone, for uh, choosing to mission of anthropological importance. We, uh, oh, you know, picked picked you all up in confluence uh, on the. If you can see here on the map, it's on the the, the kind of the northern tip of the planet, um, uh, where we where G- Gatwall was uh, successful in receiving permission trek onto the moon. Barada. You, you may or may not know that um, the Americoi people, well, they're. Uh, Actually, go ahead and, if you're trained in culture, uh, go ahead and roll me some cultures, see what you... Will do. <laughs> Negative one in culture, not me. Nice! <laughs> Starting off with a 23. Okay. Ooh, good roll. <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My culture is plus eight, though, so that's a ten. Ten? Okay. Oh, ten. not bad. Um, Good. I, I would say with the 10, you know that, uh, uh, like most people know, uh, the Marikoi are, um, have been, uh, what's the word? Um, they very, very, um, natural when it comes to their technology. They have not advanced very far at all as far as the rest of the packed worlds have are considered. Um, and it's only in the last hundred years or so that they've gotten access to things like um, uh, electricity or uh, you know in more martial terms guns um, and they're they, they are they have they are an official protectorate of the pact worlds um, and so that they are not necessarily an official member uh, but they are recognized and represented um, through the confluence here on Bretheta. Um Brunas, with your, what, 23? Uh, you would be aware that there are st- political struggles happening on Marikoi and in the, 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 in the rest of the Pact Worlds, specifically because of this. There are some factions on Murata who uh, you know, wish to uh, remain kind of isolated from the rest of the, the, the Pact World system. And then, of course, there are many Miracoi who are frustrated and feel that they uh, should be given every right to go out into the, the rest of the Pact Worlds and, and, and make their way. So there ha- actually, in the past uh, 50 years or so, there's been quite a, a large influx of Miracoi leaving Murata um, and spreading out uh, amongst the stars here in the Pact World. Um, so, uh, Ozil is like, 
Well, so luckily Confluence gave us uh, permission after working through the Maradan uh, Maradan uh, what's the word? Dip- Diplo Embassy? Embassy, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, after Confluence worked through the Maradan Embassy, we were able to procure permission for this trek. Grant- granted that we were uh, accompanied by a uh, Marikoi guide, um, which is nice because I don't know if any of us are particularly skilled at wandering through wilderness. And he kind of like asks that more as a question. Skilled at wandering, but not necessarily getting where I'm going. There are no trees in Brethida, so it wasn't easy for me to get lost in forests. Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm sure, I mean, from from what I've seen, uh, Brethida is, would be easy enough for anyone else to get lost in. Uh, all those clouds and gas... But, so luckily we are we're headed now to the port of one notes 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 Hakoya, uh, which is a, a, a rather new spaceport uh, on Murata. Um and, and there will be greeted by our, our guide. I'm, I'm not exactly sure uh, uh, what they look like. Um, but hopefully they'll be able to find us. <laughs> and the, the Versailles man kind of laughs nervous. Um, is there... Do you have any questions before we uh, land properly? What is it exactly that we're supposed to be doing down there? Well, uh, Gatwall and I, we're, we're not necessarily trained in adventurers, so... Uh, your main purpose for uh, being hired is security and protection. Uh, I think there are um, some uh, wild, there are many, of course, many wild beasts uh, that are, have yet to be discovered on Marata. You know, we, we want to make sure that we're safe. Um, but I don't think that was really your <laughs> question, was it? Uh, so, what? No. Well, okay. Well, what we're doing is, um, I have, well, Gatwall and I, we've been doing some traveling, wandering. Uh, he looks over at Mimosa of our own. We recently just came back to Pertheta from a visit on Leovara. Uh, we've been tracking one of my mid-gap ancestors. Uh, a, a great, 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 great uncle who was, is believed to have sailed an Aether ship. Um, who is... So, uh, go ahead and, if, you, if you've got piloting, you can go ahead and roll that. Um, if you've got uh, engineering, you can also roll that to see what you know about Aether ship. I will roll a piloting. I'll roll engineering. Ooh. Oh, natural 20. 21. So 22, 22. so 22, yeah. 15. Also 22. 22 for the Brathadens and 15 for our biohacker. Um, uh, 18 for the Jerboa. <laughs> 15 as well. 18. 18, okay, okay. Uh, so Jerboa and Betra, you both know Aether ships. You've probably seen them or maybe have even sailed on uh, one or two before. Uh, they're large space dirigibles. 
um, uh, kind of primarily piloted by or run by magic uh, of sorts, uh, as well as a, a, a mix of magic and engineering. Um, and they're primarily used as pleasure ships, uh, you know, yachts and cruisers of the like for the more the richer uh, side of the, the Versites. Um, Versys, the, the way, is a planet here in the Pact Worlds. Um, you can see we're here at Bertheta. And then Verses is yes. down here. Uh, so you would you would all know that uh, Verses is a tidally locked planet. Um, uh, one side is always in the sun, and one side is always facing away from it, hot and cold. Um, but uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't switch you over to the Pact Worlds map. There we go. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to get an idea. Um, yes, so it was rumored that my uncle, well, that he was able to... Uh, oh, so in addition to that, so you know that about Aether ships, but our, um, our 22s for Mimosa and Ushogu, I'm still trying to like memorize everyone's names. <laughs> um, in your studies, um, you, uh, you know you, that the Aether ships were one of the first ships in the whole system to leave their planet. Verses uh, was the first planet to properly achieve spaceflight. And they weren't, as far as you know, they weren't able to get very far. Um, maybe one or two made it to nearby planets, Akaton, or potentially Galarian, I suppose, but which is no longer here anymore. Um, uh, instead, Absalom Station in its place. Um, but you you know that the reason why they're kind of more pleasure ships, yachts, and cruises, cruisers, and, uh, and the like, um, is because they would just kind of like float up and you know sit in orbit around our scenes uh, for the rich and the nobility to enjoy from their literal uh, eye seat of power. So the idea. That Bozil's saying here that uh, uh, um, that he's been tracking a pre-gap Aether ship. Did you know that they're, you know, the, what little studies they've been able to dis discover about, uh, or not pre-gap, mid-gap um, uh, ships? Uh, you know that they had early Aether ships back then, but the idea that, that he's been tracking it all the way here to Bertheta is literally out of this world. Um, unheard of. So, Ozil says, yes, well, we've been tracking my uncle's Aether ship, and the last place we found where he landed was in Liavara. We met with some Barathu there, the, the Dream Singers, um, and, well, they weren't very direct, uh, as they usually aren't, um, being kind of touched by Liavara's chaotic energy. But, well... They gave Catwall, and kind of looks back uh, at his partner who's piloting the ship, a vision. And, well, this vision is directing them to, or us, to Murata. Um, luckily, Catwall was able to share that vision with Confluence, and that was enough evidence for them to allow us to take this track. 
Uh, so let me get this right. You, 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 you had a, a fancy ancestor who used to like skip around on the stratosphere, looking down in judgment on all the poor people. And you want to prove that your great, 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 you know, I lost count there. I was like seven or something. Great uncle did this first, right? Uh, yes. I mean, if he had sailed all the way uh, up to Liavara and Bertheta, I mean, just imagine if we can find the Aether ship, what kind of lore and history would be uncovered in this. I, I snuck on board one when I was young and we, we, we took something shiny and it didn't fly after that, but I don't know that that was related. Sorry, go on. Uh, but it, it, uh, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, he like looks concerned all of a sudden. Um, you like potentially stole a, 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 an Aether stone or diamond or whatever from mm-hmm. uh, a ship. So, yes, um, the vision included, um, well, I think my uncle was given direction for Theta. Uh, I'm not sure what he was looking for or what he was tasked with, um, but we are pretty certain that his uh, next destination was to be Murata and saw a, a temple. Uh, on the, the planet Murata. And so, well, hopefully we can find that temple. Um, the first place we're going to look, our guide is going to take us to um, these caves where there are drawings. And hopefully that should work. And he, like, smiles optimistically. No, hopefully indeed. So Sorry? Oh, well, it hasn't been terribly simple so far, but, well, hopefully, it, you know, well, that's why you all are here, to help. Yes, Shogu is here to help. I live to serve. And if you don't mind uh, hole-punching this card while you're at it, in case we don't survive. <laughs> oh, yes. Rest easy, young one. Uh, I will make sure you get back. Thank you. Um, and, and, and yes, of course. He grabs your card. I was speaking to the, to, th- to this one. And he, uh, and Brunus points to Shogu. Um, I think there is you, uh, in your mind, you all hear Gatwal's, uh, voice telepathically. Now approaching Hakoi. Be prepared for landing, everyone. And um, thank you, landing. Uh, uh, maybe Mimosa, if you're like looking through, you can you get that like we the camera zooms into Mimosa and like through the these like blue lines of of like maybe like bio neuric electricity. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and out out through the front of the ship as we see this mountainous, beautiful, arid, forested moon um, and land uh, moving towards this uh, space in a valley that's been, the forest has been cleared out and you can see that it's a mixture of, of like sky rises um, where various corporations, the tallest one, of course, being Abadar core, you can see like a, a big, the big logo of a scales, no, it's a big key is his holy symbol. 
representing <laughs> Abadar Kor on the, the, the tallest of the skyscrapers. Um, and then you can see from above that as you're moving towards the spaceport in the northern part of the city, uh, that the outer parts of Hakoi um, become a lot less technologically advanced very quickly. Um, and you can see that they, they turn into these uh, uh, wooden dwellings built within the trees and, uh, on the sides of the mountains surrounding the spaceport itself. Um, as we go to land um, in the spaceport, uh, head to a, a, a certain docking bay. Um, I'm sure Gatwal's been gotten all of it telepathically or through the radio. Again, I'm not going to question how that works on a, a Varathu spaceship. Um, mm. But we eventually land, um, and the I feel like, well, how do you exit this vehicle, Mimosa? Uh, so, well, just the wall kind of opens up, just like the circular. Oh my God. Yep. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, and we step out onto the dock, uh, waiting there for you is a tall Marikoi person. Um, they have like a kind of pinkish white fur, um, with these large bug eyes, um, like many different little eyes in one. Um, compound eyes. Compound eyes. Mm. I ne can never remember what that is. Uh, <laughs> a, a, they're holding a, like a wooden gnarly staff uh, with, I think, like some kind of go dried gourds hanging off of it that shake. Um, but you can mm. see that they're wearing more modern looking um, kind of armor, probably a, like a... a Something designed for, for trekking through uh, the wilderness. So you can see, like, there's a vest on it and a belt with lots of um, little utility stuff. Um, and uh, they, they wave up a hand, uh, and, and you can see their tail, like, wagging up behind them. Um, as you get closer, you can see that it's not necessarily so much fur on the Marikoi as it is, like, um, thousands of little tiny furry cilia, uh, almost acting as, like, Whiskers. Uh, yeah, and we need a name for this Miracoi now. <gasps> Anyone Ooh. have suggestions? Names for the Miracoi. I love it. Um. Ooh, I, I know yeah. there's like well, well gotta be Jeff. You're right. Yeah, it's gotta be Jeff. Big. Jeff. Jeff. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Jeff is short for, but <laughs> there's Maybe two more apostrophes like, in there. Yeah, it's like yeah. J, like J apostrophe F, Jeff, 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 Jeff. 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 Wow, Jerbo is gonna it. take a moment. Jerbo is gonna take a moment. Wow, I hate it. You asked us, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> True. And uh, looking up at the Han, saying, yeah, I, I, uh, "I noticed your parole ticket. What'd they get you for?" Oh, uh, nothing much. I, That's uh, the story. Stick to it. Oh, uh, you know, uh, being part of a, a doomsday cult on Brethada that uh, wanted to expedite the end of days. Uh, you know, you, 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 you lose your path in life and you just need a little bit of guidance. I was just part of an exploitation syndicate, you see. <laughs> 
I'm sure they're oh, related. Oh, well, you have, you have to start small, of course. That's the only way I start. <laughs> <laughs> Fuzzy rodent. Um, okay, so <laughs> the, 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 the kind of wave a hand and, and uh, Ozil and Gatwall come down. Uh, this person introduces themselves. Hello, uh, I am Jaff. Jaff? Uh, don't even know your own name. No, uh, <laughs> I am Jeff, and I welcome you, Rata. Uh, and they kind of uh, move a hand out uh, just to like look around. Uh, otherwise, like the place you're in looks like any kind of old, any kind of regular spaceport, not very indistinguishable from uh, other parts of the the system. Um, I. Uh, Assume you have every, everything you need to set out? Or will we be <clears> making a pit stop? Uh, I have everything I, I need right here. Uh, Mimosa just kind of like checks his bags and then like shifts the body part around. Oh, wait, where did I? Okay, check bags, bags, checks, check everything. Uh, yep, ready to go. Thanks. Kind of waves two tendrils like a thumbs up. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, your, uh, I, I would recommend we move carefully. Your mission, of course, was uh, broadcasted uh, by Confluence. Uh, we, we tried to keep all of our news of anthropological studies and forays into the wilderness uh, as public as possible. And, well, things have been quite, and as soon as they say that, there's like an explosion uh, in the, the spaceport uh, from a little ways off and, and screams as Marikoi and other uh, types of people begin like running from that spot. Um, uh, in... Whoop. Um, you literally, got fireworks for us. That's nice. <laughs> Uh, not fireworks, and literally this person, like, kind of runs around, um, and, like, kind of hides in a spot as, uh, four creatures run up towards you and your ship. Um, so let me go ahead and... I like to hide. <laughs> get this set up. You're gonna hide as so, well? As this conversation was going on, Bader was turning around and walking back into the ship. <laughs> <laughs> but why? I was to nervous when they said because that it, was it public. forgot something and it wants to go get it. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, okay. So it just was ignoring this conversation and turning around and going to get. It. All right, I'm going to move y'all. Oh, you should be able on the Absalom or on this docking bay rather. It looks like any other Ooh. docking bay in in, in uh, the packed worlds. Neat. Um, uh, this is Docking Bay H6. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, oh, I can move myself. You can. You can go ahead no. and put yourself um, anywhere you want on uh, like this side of the info booth uh, to kind of represent where you were when we were starting. Uh, these four people run in. Uh, okay, just making sure we have like, uh, uh, just looking at time because um, we are approaching no, 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 we have one more hour left in the stream okay uh, huh. we, we hit, Europe hits daylight savings next week and so then I'll be like back <laughs> in it proper but I've been super weird for the last week 
Um, okay, so we see these four people uh, rush up, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw on. Yeah, there it is. Um, two Marikoi with guns flanking a uh, Urog, uh, an another um, Urog, a, a, a silver snail-like creature quite large run up. You can see that behind them is a uh, medium-sized humanoid in a um, uh, like a large suit, and you can see that their helmet uh, is kind of tinted blue from the water that's inside of them. Uh, those of you from Bertheta, or maybe all of you, if you've spent some time in Bertheta, would recognize this as a Kahlo, uh, one of the fish people from the ice moon. Uh, what is the Kahlo holding? Uh, the Marikoi have rifles, pulse caster rifles, and the Kahlo is holding a, a rifle as well. And as they run up, um, the, uh, this Marikoi shouts, uh, We will not let you destroy our, uh, our, our history and lore! Get them! Um, and they shout out. Uh, I think the, your Jeff, uh, they're like, This is what I was talking about! Uh, and they kind of like go and hide in the crate. Thozel and Gatwall say, uh, I'm glad we brought you along! Um, and we're gonna go ahead and roll initiative, y'all. So in order to roll initiative, please, can you use it, it do it in roll 20? So if you click your token, uh, yeah. like Mark did, you'll see the initiative button in the top left. Click that and then put in your bonus without top the, left. Without the ah. plus. Um, and then it'll appear here. Hey! So there'll be a button in the top left called that says initiative after you click your token. Active. <laughs> ah! Oh, top left of the screen. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, initiative, initiative. Oh, my initiative sucks. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and I'm guessing these, this isn't the welcome wagon. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, this Kahlo is going to go first. It's nice because they have the opening volley feet. Ooh. Oh, come on. Haha. <laughs> uh, so they're going to move up. I had some cover. You. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I could move over, I suppose. Unfortunately, they're pretty slow on land, so I think I'm just gonna move here, duck behind this crate, grab some cover, pop up with this rifle, um, and uh, go ahead and shoot it. Uh, I'm gonna assume that's enough range with the rifle. Who are we going after? Let me roll a d4. Uh, one will be starting at the top and four will go down to bottom. Yeah, so he's gonna go uh, after the biggest target here, our friend Ushoku. Uh, Thirteen versus your KAC. I don't think that's gonna hit, is it? 
It does not hit. Very nice. So the rifle goes off uh, and uh, kind of goes wide. Uh, maybe r- like sprays into this info booth here. Jerboa. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jerboa is seeing those crates immediately to the, we'll say south, and wants to go ahead and scamper and duck for cover behind them. Drawing, drawing a laser pistol as I do so. Nice. And I'm not going to take a shot, but I'm going to be ready to take an action if need be. But this was just my move. Okay. Um, I think you can ready in action. Mm. And you can draw as part of your move action for the pistol draw. Right. So what's your what's your trigger going to be if you want to take a shot? Um, have they already fired a shot? Was that a shot fired or were they just aiming to get? That was definitely a shot fired. They're aiming to kill. Okay. Then I'm going to wait till they're at about the halfway point if they decide to move closer, because I don't know if my pistol's really going to have the range. Okay. I'd rather not waste ammo, but a spell may be called for later. But I'm, I'm basically waiting till they close to uh, engage everybody else, and hoping they didn't see me duck behind here. Nice. Okay. I'm going to start moving this way. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30... I uh, can't quite get there, but I'll go ahead and shoot off another shot uh, with this <laughs> rifle, pulse caster rifle, at... Uh, well, who to go for? Let's roll another d4. Uh, four, so it sees the Barathu um, and this Miracoy. Uh, it wasn't the, 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 this Miracoy up top was the one who spoke before. Uh, and this one, like, kind of curses... Oh, Barathu always meddling in our business. Uh, and it's going to go ahead and shoot off a shot. Ah, you have beautiful eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get off our planet. Our moon. 16 versus KAC. Uh, EAC. It's an electric oh, shot. Oh, no. That just barely hit. Oh, no. That's going to Oh, no. <laughs> Three points of electricity damage. Oh my god, no way. Uh, uh, Shogu, that comes to you. Comes to me. Well, after being so rudely shot at before, uh, Ushogu is going to stand at his full height of 10 feet, uh, unsheath his corpse fleet dueling sword. Uh, oh. For those who are uh, familiar with uh, Eoxian artifacts. Um, and he approaches and activates his solar armor, which uh, looks like this Vanta black void that just covers him. And those close by can hear this lo- this 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 moaning of like the damned. Oh my god! Um, as he slowly, as this bug covered in shadow slowly approaches. Uh, I am also going to uh, start attuning to photon mode, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, how much is it? Does that take a certain action sort of combat? You choose one of the modes. Okay, nope. so it does it's take free. an action. You have, to, you have to choose. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, how far can I get? I can get 30 feet. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I mean, I could do like a bull. No, I can't do that. It's too far away. Um, 
it's real. Damn, too far away. Uh, I'm just gonna. I think Oshogu's just gonna slowly walk towards ev- them. Okay, nice. The 30 feet. Um, and let's see, is, is there anything else I can do in the meantime? Um, probably not from this range. Uh, already an attack if they come close. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, and that that'll be my turn. Um, I don't think this hunter is necessarily going to come in closer. Um, I think they're gonna uh, use up some of their movement uh, to kind of hop over this crate over to this side. We'll call that difficult terrain. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Perfect. And we'll uh, shoot their shot. Uh, Pulse caster rifle at... Ushoku. I feel so popular. 12 versus EAC. Uh, 12 versus EAC, that is going to miss. Nice. Okay. Um, oh, also, also uh, just just so I say this before, I, I am going to build up my uh, energy resistance to fire with my solar armor. Ooh. So I have a damage resistance 5 okay. for okay. fire. This was a, an electric shot. Just FYI. Great. <laughs> so in case there is fire. <laughs> um, Good y- to know. Can you do whatever? Can you just pick? Oh, no. It's just... Uh, it, so with the solar armor, it's between fire and cold, and I have to use a move action in order to switch. Okay. Okay, cool. That brings us to Mimosa Vega. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, you see Mimosa kind of float and shift in the direction of the person that just shot at him uh, and says that's not very nice uh, and you see the body light up and ignite into a star um, uh, oh, Dexter I think you're frozen you can't leave us up to light something to a star. Seriously. Yeah, and there's uh, 20% up, uh, 20% mischance. Uh, and then he says to the one that just shot at him, I'm going to throw a star at you, so good luck. <laughs> and end my turn. Okay. I had forgotten to roll for this Urag, which is fine because they got a four. Uh, which puts uh-huh. us right above Pedra. Sorry, Pedra. Better than me. <laughs> um, Mimosa, I you're like, but <laughs> was that you readying uh, to throw a star? Yeah, just next turn because the it... it takes a round. Okay, because you're what just like glowing, like okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, very nice. That takes us to Brunas. Uh, so Brunos looks almost um, with envy at Ushogu and just says, I gotta get me one of those. <laughs> and uh, be, like looks at the Marikoi that charged forward. He uh, Then he says uh, something in Vesk or yells something in Vesk to the rest of his party, whether or not you all speak Vesk will determine if you understand it or not. But then 
takes the run action. So I'm going. So I get to I get to go four times my feet or four times my speed. But that's all I can do, and then I'm flat-footed at the end of my turn. Oh shit! Okay. Um, and he is just going to run straight up, right there, and that's his, the end of his turn. Oh, jeez. Um, that's it. That's far. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And, you're and uh, it's important to note, while he's while he's running, you do hear like uh, his armor specifically is like you hear mechanisms like kind of whirring, like as if like the armor is helping him move in his advanced age. Mm. <laughs> As he runs forward. Okay. Cyber Gramps. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> uh, uh, Urag over here uh, <laughs> kind of lowers their back tail to touch the the ground, um, and you all feel uh, like sort of an electrical vibration move through the metal floor. Uh, not <laughs> enough to like damage or do anything to you, um, but just doing something. Um, mm. If I know what it's doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was gonna say if y'all wanna it's if eating. if you wanna roll a life science, you can figure out what that what that is. Or Vedra, um, um, of course, knows exactly what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> I have a negative one in life science, and I don't even think I'm trained. No, I'm not even trained. So do your worst. <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, a one for a total. I attack. could. I could technically roll it. My life science is stupid high. <laughs> a nine. I rolled low. I would expect that from a biohacker. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do this. this is fine. <laughs> um, twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. Uh, so, I'd still be rolling fairly low. Pedro, <laughs> yeah. let us know what, what 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 what's going on. So I assume what it's doing is it's electrolocation. Mm-hmm. Which is an Urog, which is in contact with a crystalline or metallic surface, can detect the presence of other creatures within 60 feet that are also in contact with the same surface through walls and other obstacles. That's cool. It's tough. It's <laughs> tough. Nice. Yeah. Which means I can do the same thing. <laughs> You're beyond uh, that range, though. Do you feel that? Uh, if you are, if you're not within contact with anything, this is basically blind sense. Mm. So, which is also cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, so for I don't think you feel anything beyond that range. Right, beyond 60 feet. So Mimosa is just within 60 feet, but since he's floating and not actually touching it, he's he's not. Kaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh. you're not in contact. How cool is that? Um, Stars don't walk. And we're going to call that a free action. <laughs> it's just literally touching the ground. Yeah, it's just a thing they do. It's not, it doesn't, you don't require any roll for that. Um, That's cool. But I'm going to go ahead and... Perfect. 40 feet. So I'm going to go ahead and not move and do a full action shot. But first... Oh my god, no. I'm going to use... Interestingly enough, this Urag has resolve points. And so I'm going to spend a resolve point to... um, Lose it lose its natural it loses its natural resistance to electricity for one round and gains a bonus to dam the damage it deals with its electrical discharge. So it's gonna Ooh. shoot like as it just uh, as it moves its tail down, it brings its claws up and pulls them together and just these two bolts of electricity discharge out of it and shoot straight towards Ushoku. Um so I'm gonna roll this twice. 14 and five. That's a natural one. That's definitely this. 14 versus EAC. 
shotgun? Damn. <laughs> so I, I I would imagine that the 14 still hits you, but your Shvanta black armor just sucks it up silently. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> uh, amazing. Phaedra. Oh, Phaedra has no interest in this whatsoever. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't even think I can get close enough to do anything useful. Uh, maybe I could get to Jerboa? I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out if it wants to go help or if it just wants to go back onto the ship to do the thing it was going to do before. Um, yeah, I think it will walk towards Jerboa. See how, far, how close can I get? I can't get very close. I'm very, I'm very slow. <laughs> um, but I think I can get to here-ish. Yeah, means if I'm I see that you have a weapon now, I'll motion for you to come over. Yeah, I ha- I pull out a weapon. Um, it's a it's a little little thing that I, I you, you can see me load a little cartridge into it and then point it towards Jerboa and then in Jerboa's mind you hear do not flinch <laughs> <laughs> yeah I already got chest issues <laughs> and then I shoot my weapon at Jerboa and I am actually shooting my um, courage uh, no, I'm oh I'm shooting a uh, I'm I'm trying to remember what the name of this thing is. Hang on. Some uh, sort of booster, yeah. I'm, oh. I'm shooting my Costuject Liquidator at you, which is an injection weapon. Okay. And I'm going to inject you with one of my biohacks. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a buff as a player, but to Jerboa, none of this seems like a good time. Yes, no. yes, yes. <laughs> um, specifically, hang on, I gotta find it. I have a lot of biohacks. Uh, How do you share needles? It is a a basic booster. I am going to give you a a 10-foot enhancement bonus to your speed. Yo! So you can move a lot faster. That's great. Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, so uh, enjoy. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. Don't flinch and then shoots you with something and you feel something and suddenly you have this surge of energy. Concentrated coffee. Oh, man, I can move. That's good. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Five hour energy. Pedro does. <laughs> Quick, get over here. I have a buff gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, okay, so round two. We've got this Kahlo Dark Hunter. I was, I was holding an action. Uh, I was hoping for them to get into range. Um, is there any other... Do I have any wiggle room with what that action could be? Um, I think... There's this one down here, this Maricoy. Is that within 80 feet? Let's see. Oh, wait. Just barely. It's okay. Got, I'll, I'll give it some uh, cover from this box, um, but not enough to completely block your view. Awesome. Then if it's okay, can I, can I take a shot? By all means. Oh, good, good, good. Little red laser, don't fail me now. Um, 16 to energy armor class. 
Uh, 16 to EAC, that hits. Oh, with the cover, I'm sorry. With the cover, that that still hits. They're wearing... I don't even know if they're wearing armor. What are they wearing? Rags. It doesn't say. I don't see any clothes. Soaked they're in just kerosene. wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> clothes soaked in kerosene. You know, <laughs> protection. Yeah. Drive people away from the stench. It's just uh, two points of fire damage there. Okay. Just, thank you. <laughs> By all means. Uh, that brings us back to the Kahlo Shark Hunter, who's gonna got their underwater rifle. What is it? Underwater auto target rifle. Oh my goodness. Cool. Uh, We're not underwater. No, but wait a minute. Shenanigans. <laughs> I call shenanigans. Deceiver. Um, <laughs> and I think they're just gonna take two shots on um, Barnus from this position. That's Brunos. Brunos, excuse me. Um, Barnus. Barnus and Nobles. Would you get Barnus. a little bit of cover from this miracle in the way? I don't think. Uh, I, 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 th- I didn't think so either. Um, so I'm also I'm flat-footed. Take... Oh, you are. Because I ran. Uh, does that add to my attack or lower your it's AC? Minus two to my AC. It's my ACs. Okay, okay. Minus uh, two. So I'm making two shots. Eleven and ten. Yes. Wow. Uh, uh, trying not to hit its Miroquois, um uh, ally. It just. Uh, it probably is it's exactly the issue is that it's not underwater and so like the kind of um, the, the jerking it actually has reaction. recoil like mm-hmm. the recoil is like way stronger than it's used what to what the heck uh, Star Wolf style your boa I imagine that you've got like your feet just kind of like are like pulsing with energy at this point I've got mad tippy taps going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the zoomies. Yeah. The zoomies. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing the butt wiggle. I gave two got a case the of the zoomies. zoomies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my move is now, that gives me 10 feet, you said? Yep. Then I am trucking. Truck, 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 truck. Zoom. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. And then Good I'm going to my pistol and <laughs> overcharge it. Oh, nice. By the way, this lasts, for, yeah. this lasts for three rounds. Awesome. Oh, heck yeah. Well, cool, because I may have to get back to cover. <laughs> flash up in here. But yeah, his legs actually start to... He's, he's going so fast, he almost falls over. He looks back at you. He's like, thank you very much. And he's gone. And then uh, he charges his weapon, and I'm done. Let's say you don't get to take a oh, shot, huh? No, it's a standard action to okay, cast nice. overcharge. This Miracoi is up in, in um, this uh, older Vesk gentleman has just uh, uh, run up into its business. So it's going to go ahead and drop the Pulsecaster rifle and draw from its back uh, a, a tactical spear. Um, and... Take a stabby stab. 19 to hit versus KAC. That hits for sure. <gasps> or six points of piercing damage. Oh! You like pierce right through like little plates on the armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ushoku. Ushoku is going to. Move closer to the Urag because I have reached of ten feet. 
I barely make it. And I'm gonna swing that corpse sword. Nice. Alright, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's do it. Look, be a lady. That's 19 to hit. That hits. Look, be a lady. Alright, here we go. Go for damage. Cool, that is 10 slashing damage. Oh, oh wow. Brutal. I love it so Whoa. much. I love it so you much. Slash down you and just like there's a loud <laughs> as it like cuts into its crystalline uh, uh, body. <laughs> and it should aesthetic. be at now two attunement points now. Oh, right. for this. Um, <laughs> this Miracoy here is going to pop up from uh, on the other side of the crate and take two shots at you. Donnie? Two shots with the pulse caster rifle. That puts us on a minus one. But hey, there's always a chance for a nat 20. <laughs> hey. Nat 20! Oh, how dare you speak that into existence? <laughs> hey. so how that's dare you? Hey. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> 2D, no, no, no. That's going to do 2d6 electricity damage for seven points of electricity damage. No confirms in Starfinder, right? No confirms. I'm so glad that they got rid of that. It's not fun when you roll a crit and it's like, nope, actually, it wasn't a crit. Actually, you didn't fucking crit, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your 5% I, chance is actually much harder. <laughs> I, I grew up on 3.5 and I still don't get how criticals work. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, noise. Um, so, uh, the, the first shot, like, goes, like, straight into the ground, and then, uh, he, he, moved, he moves it up, and, uh, it goes right through your armor and into your, your hip, uh, sending electricity up through your side. That brings us to Mimosa Vega. All right. Uh, I'm gonna take my full action, and you see all his limbs lift up. Uh, and three orbs uh, burst to life. Um, and you see him uh, aim them and say, can you feel the stars calling from beyond? They're calling for you. Uh, and shoot one at each, uh, except the big boy, to our enemies. Okay. Two Mirakoi and Mikalo. Yeah. Uh, to the bottom one, fighting... Our friend, uh, that's two points of damage to the uh, two points of damage to the one uh, over here to the fish boy. Fish boy. And then, uh, three points of damage to the Maricoy hiding up top. Nice. Okay. Uh, the Miracoy definitely like uh, uh, as they're hit by it, I definitely feel kind of like you can tell that they're startled by what just happened. But the Kahlo, uh their armor is a lot like tougher, um, and uh, uh, like they, they, they try not to react at all uh, uh, as they do. Um, great, Bruna. Uh, do you want to move? Oh no. Ah, uh, that's flex. That's right. Okay, Brunas. Brunos uh, yells out to 
um, Ushogu yells, Sword wielder, press the attack! And uses Ginnum uh, on this Urog. So everyone gets a plus one to attack this Urog for a turn. Hey. Um, then turns his attention to the the toward the the spear that's like embedded in between his armor, and he says, "You'll regret that, creature." <laughs> and uh, goes into just straight up, just like wail on him with his fist. This. That is a twenty versus KAC. That death hits. That's max damage, 10 points of damage. As he just uh, nails him, uh, uppercut. Describe your takedown. Um, I think I think he's going to go ahead and go for a kill. Uh, okay. Because this one drew blood, so he's just going to just uh, like swift uppercut. Uh, and you hear some bones uh, break as that happens. And they land X's over their compound eyes. I guess like hundreds of X's in their eyes. <laughs> Um, that takes that Marikoi out of combat. Um, we're back to the Uragabo, um, who uh, doesn't like that large dent in its, that crack in its form now, um, is not happy about it. Uh, so it's just going to go ahead. I'm going to keep, I'm, it's going to like going to jump back. Um, maybe a little startled. Creatures don't normally run up to it like it like that it's used to being the bigger one in the room i suppose <laughs> um so it's gonna take a five foot step back i'm gonna spend another resolve point to boost the electric damage as it um shoots out electricity um i imagine that like its tail touching the the metal like the electricity starts there and like kind of goes up its form and out its claws at you yeah Ushogu. 20 plus 27 near crits. Good God. Oof. Yeah, that hits. What is happening? And gains a bonus to damage it deals with electrical attack equal to its con modifier. So plus two. For seven points of electricity damage. Okay. And Betro. Um, boy, oh boy. I'm oh, so again. slow. Uh, uh. Alright. Pedro is so slow. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's as far as I can go. Um, yeah. Pedro moves up a bit. Uh, who's this? <laughs> that's Mimosa. Mimosa? That's me. Okay. Hmm. I think Phaedra doesn't do anything else. I think Phaedra just, like, takes the one gun that it has and starts sending it down its body through its articulated limbs and then brings up another gun and then holds on to it and starts slowly inching forward. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's it. Everything else is too far away for me to do anything. Uh, top of the round three, we're back to our shark hunter. Uh, let me check. Let me check. Um, I've got a grenade. What's the range on a frag grenade? Like 20 feet? 20 feet. Not very far uh, at all. Yeah. And 
each fifteen. Every range of oh, fifteen. Okay, I have that here. Every range increment past that is minus two. Yes. If I targeted here. Well, yeah. I... Sorry, 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 sorry. You're talking about like the, like the range of the grenade that you can throw it is. You can throw a grenade twenty feet, but then it explodes in a fifteen foot radius. Right. So if I throw it here, I could target both of you. But to throw it here, I would get a minus two to the attack. Right? Yeah, but you're just hitting an AC of five, so. Okay, yeah, 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 you're right. It's just an AC of five. Thanks, Mark. Mark is our resident Starfinder expert here at Manafot Studios. Getting my party members killed. <laughs> so it pulls the fractionade um, and hits a button on it as it starts to beep, throws it to that square. Grenade! 20 plus. 15, so it definitely hits. I need uh, Jerboa and Brunos to both make reflex saves. That's an eight. They're gonna take two damage, not very much at all. So yeah, you see, you see, like a quick little flashback. You see, like, uh, like Br Brunos is like hearing, like in his brain, like someone hit the deck, Captain. No, one of his teammates, <laughs> and he's just too slow to react. His PTSD is getting the best of him. Oh shit! Oh, no. Um, Jerboa, what I did crouch you down and I uh, twenty-two. I crouch down and throw my cyber arm over and. The, the super close-up of me in slow-mo, you just see my cheek flap absorbing the impact. I think it's has still half damage. Yeah. The one point of damage. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. Um, and that's the Kalos turn. Uh, not that great. Jerboa, back to you. It's time to uh, shoot the... Time to shoot the Kalo. Yeah. It's, uh, time to shoot him. Yeah. Uh, they've got a little bit of cover, but... By all means. The Kalo? Oh, from the crate, I see. Mm, they're kind of like perched up on it. Okay. Is it soft cover? Um, I was wondering that. I was just about to look up the cover rules. I imagine that they've got light cover in the spot. Mm. Partial cover. So it's still just a... Softcore would be a plus four. Partial cover is plus two to AC. I got a 14 versus uh, energy. Ooh, let's double check. Ooh. Uh, that yeah. is that is a miss. Does it hit the crate? It does. <laughs> can, can the crate have a very bad day of 4d6 fighter ah! damage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that overcharged. Um, well, actually, yeah, roll that damage. Good. I have to feel good about wasting a spell like, you know, supercharged weapon. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a wooden crate. Well, it just took 17 points of fire damage. <laughs> um, it has a hardness. Uh, not a lot of it, though. Hardness of five. Hit points per inch of thickness. Though so it's not that thick either. 17. Um, as you... Yeah, uh, well, down to 12. So as you laser through the... Um, the, the front of it um, begins to like burn up and caves down, uh, re removing the cover for the collo in that spot. Well done. Then I feel like I've contributed. 
a whole lot of Perfect. smoke pours out of the barrel from that too and you can see the power settings are lower on it um and i've still got my move left and i'm still trucking so we are one two three four five six thanks for the boost gonna use you as cover nice. <laughs> okay ushoku Ushogu is going to, seeing the Urag retreat, walk around. Oh, shit, that's really close. It's closer than I thought it would be. All right, well, that, 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 yeah, perfect. Um, they are right next to both of these. Um, and walk both around. Of them, so you're avoiding right. the attack opportunity? Yeah. Okay. I'm still going to be in their space, but, like, I'm going to be right here in between both of them. Um, and both of them should start to feel as Yogo approaches some tingliness, maybe some warmth on their exterior or skin. Okay. Um, yeah. maybe like a bit of a sunburn, um, as Ushogu releases radiation from his solar armor. I'm going to need them to make a fortitude save. Okay. Uh, this is for the Kalo Shark Hunter. That's an eight. And for the Urag, Fort is, uh, they have really good saves, actually. 22 for the Urag. Ooh, the Urag saves, but the Kalo is now sickened. Whoa. Okay, damn. What is this? What's happening? It's literally, it's a stellar radiation called radiation, uh, a stellar revelation called radiation. Okay. It's just exuding low levels of radiation as you, as a star would. Uh, second, I think that's what, uh, penalty to everything it does. Boys. Okay, uh, Marikoi's in a great spot up here. Um, it sees this monstrous looking, uh, Han covered in, uh, like, black hole armor um, and is going to go ahead and uh, take two shots. I, is yeah. it likely that I get another natural 20? We'll find out. Uh, yeah. We'll let's see. Let's do it. Uh, it's a dirty one <laughs> and an eight. A dirty one? A dirty one. <laughs> Not a natural one. The dirtiest of ones. Oh, <laughs> you get a dirty one. Uh, we got a we got a, a real friendly dog downstairs, y'all. Um, uh, he's super friendly. He just gets nervous around new people. Aww. Uh, so yeah, those two shots go wide. Uh, we're back to Mimosa, the floating star. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna very just majestically gonna float forward thirty feet. I think this is thirty feet. Um, so if I wanted to float up higher, would it be like 15 feet forward, 15 feet up for my 30? I think so. That sounds cool, right. Cool, cool, Uh, then I will go here. And we can put, um, yeah. I'll put a little symbol on you to show that you're flying. Oops. Excellent. Did I, did I move you? Uh, and then... Yeah, here. There you go. Where I am now. Um, would I be high enough that this my Maricoy still has cover from that angle? Oh, no. 
Uh, let's say no. Uh, okay. Zero. Excellent. Um, then I'm going to take a shot with my plasma cord, uh, and he'll just kind of uh, open up a biological compartment and then out just kind of from the side. Just a whoop. Uh, and take a shot. Ooh, that's a 19, naturally. Bam, <laughs> that hits. Um, it's gonna be good. That's two points of damage. Okay. Uh, as he just kind of fumbles with it for a second. Is this how you can press the... Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Figured it out. Also, that's a really cool radiation thing. You just gotta do that later. Bye. <laughs> um, we're back to Brunas. All right. Um, quick question: Did uh, Ushogu take damage in the last round? Uh, ye- yes, from the Urog's last attack. I think. Yeah, there was a, it was a lightning attack. You got seven points of lightning damage. Yes, yes. I got, uh, yeah, okay. you're right, you're right. Yeah. All right, so uh, for my move action, Brunos is going to, while moving, he's going to draw his Ember Flame Doshko. Ooh. Um, and then come up one, two, three, four, five. Can only move 25 feet. And then screams out, as a standard action, screams out to Oshogu. He's like, you are a brave warrior indeed. Press on. We will make. I will make sure that you get through the end of this fight as an inspiring boost. So yes. you get. Uh, let's see here. How many stamina points? Uh, Envoy level times two plus. Uh, you get nine stamina points back. Whoa, that's cool. Hey. And that's the end of my turn. Okay. We're back to this Urag here. I mean, if it ain't broke. Uh, unfortunately, it can't Don't take, fix. it can't move far enough without taking attacks of opportunity from you because you, you're up in its comment. All right, man. Oh, by the way, I have no idea what languages my character speaks. I have common and my, like, races, but I was going to talk to you guys about picking other ones because I figured I would specialize compared to what you guys do. So, I don't know. Smart. Yeah, I mean, that. That's fine. We can talk about that later. I mean, conversation for after. Yeah, of course. The Urag, um, instead of doing anything else, uh, just takes its arms and, like, moves in to slam at you. For 17 versus KAC. Damn. KAC. That should be a fail. Because, yep, I have 18. Oh Damn, my. dude! Ah, yeah. nice. awesome. armor. Holy! I absolutely love it. That's why I got that solar armor. So it goes and slams, and you can see <laughs> that uh, the your your uh, your vent black armor uh, just like kind of shimmers and it absorbs the vibrations. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and at least take a five foot step back, probably in this direction. Phaedra. Mm. Oh, everyone's so far away from me. Who's next to me? Draboa. Is that Draboa is next to me again? I'm everywhere. I don't think my um. 
I don't think my 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 effects have worn off on Jerboa yet. So that's not super useful. Let me see something real quick. Let's this is round closer. three. The end of round three. So I think he, he, he uh, might have one more round on yeah, it. Yeah, like this, this is the end of this round will be. Oh, okay. I can move here-ish. And, uh, gosh, if you were just. Wait, I have reach. I can reach you. Right? Yeah. That's how that Urog, works. That is. Yeah. Urogs only have a reach of five feet, though. Sorry, dude. Ah, bugger. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. Nah. That is a weird reach. It's super weird because it says a space, a space of ten, of but 10 a reach of five. They've got little feet, huh. little 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 limbs, little dangly little hands. They're almost like centaurs in that regard. Uh, uh, little dangly prongs. It's rain on the parade. I need to be just, uh, well, what the heck? I'll shoot you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the heck? I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you with my um, science gun. For science. I had put the other gun on, but I still am too far away to hit anything. You can have pulled it out with your other hand, because you can pull things out as your uh, part of your movement. That's what I was doing before. <laughs> Whatever. If I have to drop the the other gun, I can, I guess. But I I don't know. I have so many limbs. I feel like I should just be able to. Absolutely. Say Everyone's so ambidextrous in this universe. Uh. So yeah, I'm gonna shoot this person with something. Who is that? Mimosa. Mimosa? Mimosa. Let's see. Hmm. I think I'm gonna shoot you. And again, you hear this voice in your head that says, do not flinch. <laughs> Just kind of and... squeezes in place. Hmm. I'm waiting for that t-shirt. Do not flinch. Um, I am going to give you... Does a bonus to skill checks mean a bonus to attacks? I don't understand. No, it would just be skills. Just skills. Okay, then I'm going to give you a plus one enhancement bonus to AC. Thanks. That's good. That's some good stuff. Yeah, so that might help. So yeah, you, you feel this uh, prick? I don't know how you're a... You're an interesting creature. <laughs> yeah. You feel a presence. <laughs> Excellent. And now you have a, a you're stronger now. Or yeah. something. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like it activates Unlimited like the natural power. hardening factor. Like. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. This color is sickened and you're right up in its space. Um, yeah. The second condition, I should have looked this up a while ago. Uh, should be minus two to Everything. attack damage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it, uh, I think, leaves the... What does it do? Um, it's going to go ahead and... Uh, draw a tactical star knife um, and as it draws it, it just kind of brings it down trying to like slash through your armor. No, not my armor. How long is it sickened for? Uh, until the end of, uh, till the uh, end of my next turn. Okay. If I don't, yeah, if I don't do it again. Uh, so this is minus two, 22 versus KAC. Ooh, that's good, that hits. Or Pierces four the points void. of piercing damage. Four points. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. 
Mr. Boa. Have... So, is this uh, info kiosk next to me? Is that available? Me cover? Okay. Yeah, totally. Then I'm gonna go in there and kick up a cloud of pamphlets. See the lovely Maratha. Come and enjoy our trees. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy our trees. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to shoot the um, big Urag that has been causing people problems. I didn't want to interfere in somebody else's melee because I don't want to have somebody feel feelings of dishonor. But seeing the dynamic of this fight, it's time to put them down. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, boy. Ooh, nice roll. Uh, 17 hit energy armor quest. He has no cover from me. Uh, EAC, definitely. Very, very cool. Then we're looking at two points of fire damage. Okay. Chip, chip, chip a <laughs> Can't talk. Coming down. And my energy boost has worn off. Nice. Uh, all right, it is back to Oshoku. God, yes. I'm coming down. Nah. Seeing seeing the Urag uh, move backwards again, I'm going to take a five-foot step towards the Urag uh, as from the center of my core, um, it's a light sort of dimly starts to glow like the light at the end of the cave and then filling up the armor slowly but surely until like the Balrog is on fire on top of the shadow. And with four attunement points in Photon, I'm going to Supernova. Okay. All right. They're going to have to make a reflex save of, uh, yeah, 13, I guess. This is for the Urog? For Urog, and it's for the the Kalo. And for the Kalo, their reflex is... Nine. So the Urog saves, the Kalo fails. All right, so let's see. Oh, yeah, the Kalo fails even more because it's sickened. Oh, no. Just gonna add this all together. So that's... Okay, that's... Do I add anything to it with that? It should Uh, just be 4d6. 4d6, great, just raw, great. It should be 14 full damage, 7 half damage. Oh, I love it. Supernova. Yeah. All close to max, man. Oh, wow. That hurt the Kahlo bad. Heck yeah. Real Uh, bad. Now I'm at no attunement points, and I'm unattuned. So have fun with that. Uh, It is no longer sickened, however. It's true. Um, back to the Marikoi, um, uh, he shouts out, uh, we must stop the uh, the invaders. Uh, have no fear. And he kind of like looks over and he can see the Urag and the Kalo like looking behind them uh, as like sirens start to go off. Uh, and he's like trying to rally them. Um, he's going to go ahead and uh, uh, take two shots. One at... Um, one at Ushoku. Natural 20! Oh! oh crit magnets. What does this happen? Hit me. So. Hurt me, please. Uh, three points of electricity damage. Fuck me. Yes! And this one's Love going. Low crits. This one's going to Brunas for a six versus EAC. No good. Mimosa. 
He Dragon Ball Z's it. It's like, bah! <laughs> like So would that be six? Oh, cool. sorry, six damage to me since it's a crit. No, it was three total. I rolled two d six instead. Uh, of okay. Oh, I see. I got gotcha. you. Lame. I'm gonna fly forward. Uh, and now that I am in a closer range, uh, I'm gonna look to, um, I'm gonna look to the Marikoi up top, uh, and in his head, uh, hearing, uh, saying, have you ever thought about what it's like to be at the core of a star? I mean, imagine that, that cast mind for us. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and... DC is gonna be uh for me is a 15 DC. Uh it's a fail. Roll the 10. Excellent. Um okay. Uh I is it roll and then uh okay. That is 15 points of force damage. Describe your kill. <gasps> um, oh. he hears uh, this kind of just kind of pulse from the beginning of the universe uh, as they convulse and then fall flat and there's kind of like bits of stardust uh, floating about them <laughs> alright Prunas I'm going to roll a D4. One and two, I go for the Kalo. Three and four, I'm going for the Urog. Uh, that's a three. Urog, it, it is. Okay. Runas shouts another thing in Vesk um, and uses all of his movement to get right here. Um, and then, as a standard action, goes to swipe with his flame Doshko. Damn, I, that sucks. It, I, it's on a 10-foot reach. Uh, oh, I love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a natty too, so that's a miss. Oh. Mm-hmm. However, I think the Urog, as the other Marikoi, falls, and the sound of sirens get louder and louder. Um, uh, kind of like looks over at the Kalo. Um, its antenna like twitches together, um, and it begins to engage. So it's going to take a step. <gasps> Um, and then it's going to start moving again, which is definitely provoking from Ushoku. Yes. All right. I'm going to attack with my sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, mm, well, that's an 11 to hit. Uh, that is a miss. Yeah. That's definitely a miss. So it's going to start uh, bounding away. That was five. 10, 15, 20. That's it. That's as far as it can go. Uh, Bedra, back to you. <laughs> Coward! All right. We got Bedra. Uh, Bedra. Um, how many bad guys are left? So, so the Urag is starting to leave, and the Kalo um, is like very injured as well. These two. Yeah. Okay. Um. Pedro starts going back to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> it just like looks Bye, around. Cool. I'm over Bye, it. Bye, friends. It's fairly certain that you you guys can handle this from here. 
it's too far away from anything to do anything. So it's gone back to the ship to do the thing it was going to do the first time. Totally. Uh, this Kahlo takes a step here. Um, and I think that's still within reach. So, Oshogu, you're going to get an uh, attack of opportunity as it moves out of your reach. With that damn corpse fleet sword. Yeah! That terrifying range. Uh, 20 feet. Sorry, 20, 20. <laughs> that 20. All right. That is six damage. Six uh, slashing damage. Six brings it down to zero exactly. <sighs> I think that means it's... What's the word? Smoke staggered? Stagger <laughs> is the word. It's not down. It's, it's just like literally on the edge of its life um, and it starts limping away. This thing also doesn't have much speed. It only has 20 feet of speed on land, so that was 5, 10. Hello, yeah. 10, 15, 20. Um, And I think at that point, as they're like starting to like stumble away, a whole bunch of Maracoy security forces for the spaceport pull up and immediately begin taking them. That's. Haha. Oh. There we go. Um, As we come out of initiative, uh, Thozil, Gatwal, and Jeff uh, all kind of like poke out of their hiding their their hiding spots around um, and uh, start to like recover themselves after that 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 pretty easy combat all things considered um, which is good I wanted to like test the waters like you know figure out this the Starfinder challenge rating because it's been a while for me uh, mm-hmm. a few months and it's um, a little wonky <laughs> Yeah, plus there's five PCs, so I actually didn't take that math into account, but whatever. There's plenty more to come in the next three episodes of the Book of Preveda. So, um, before I close out, we're going to go ahead and... uh, Should we... Yeah, we'll do um, uh, uh, final callouts in the same clockwise order as we started with. Um, so let us know who you are, where we can find you, um, and uh, all that, that fun biz. Uh, and we'll start with Jerboa to my right. All right. Uh, as Modanica, you can find me on Twitter, on uh, Discord, of course, and at Nanapod Studios as a frequent archival guest of Happy Hour. Um, <laughs> we're going to have the Heathen Cantina coming up in a, in a couple of months. That's going to be uh, my group's brand and channel. We've been recording and archiving, putting together our clips and sizzle reels, so we can't wait to share that with y'all. Nice. Um, I had a great session last night. It was kind of late, so <laughs> flipping the script to get here early was, uh, I'm just glad it all came together. But had a really good time and look forward to the next episode. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Once again, my name is Mark. <laughs> you can find me on the internet at Mark Likes Music, uh, posted in the Twitch chat right here. Um, you, uh, we will be streaming our Starfinder game next Sunday, so on the off days of this stream, uh, whereas this was taking 
place in the morning in American time. Ours will be taking place in the evening uh, every other Sunday where we will be doing again, uh, once again, an original adventure set in the pack worlds uh, setting. And so come give us a, sh- uh, come give us a, a um, come join us in the chat. Sorry. It's getting kind of late for me. <laughs> My brain the, is shutting down. <laughs> the, 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 the main tales from the pack world series. This is just a spinoff. Well, we are happy to have we're, we're happy to have this as part of the spinoff. And I'm happy to be a part of this. I'm having a blast already. <laughs> is that my turn? Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Parker Wallace. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Parker Wallace. You can find me on TikTok at Weird Pupper. Um, and if you want to listen to Starfound, I mean, why wouldn't you? We have a hundred hours of content and we're going to be recording our third and final season. So get ready for that. Don't miss out. You can find us on Anchor uh, and Patreon at Starfound Pod. Hi, I'm Susanna. I am the keeper of the Thornvale podcast once again, and uh, I do highly recommend it. It is a monster of the week adventure about uh, three monster hunters who are trying to protect uh, well they're doing all right uh, a small island town off the coast of florida and all that comes with it um and you can find it at thornvalepodcast.com or pretty much like just search thornvale you'll find it it's t-h-o-r-n-v-a-l-e so all right um Again, I'm Dexter Warren. Uh, you can find me at Afrocindere on TikTok for D&D content, anime content, and just general gay screaming. Um, <laughs> Dexter Warren on Instagram for some memes. And you can also find the Star Fountain Pod Instagram as well for more information. Um, general gay screaming. I love that. Um <laughs> Hi, I am uh, Krifu, Krifu Bernal. Uh, I stream on my own channel here on Twitch. Uh, You can just click my username to get to that. Uh, I stream video games, um, but every Saturday I've actually started streaming a solo Pathfinder game of uh, the Skull and Shackles Adventure Path. Um, And it was hard, it was kind of hard at first. But I'm slowly, like after a few weeks, been getting used to just role playing with myself for two hours. Um, it's really weird, but <laughs> it, 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 it works out, I promise. Um, we will be back in two weeks with the second episode of the Book of Pretheta. If you enjoyed what you saw here tonight, uh, join our Discord, check out our calendar. Uh, Manapot has multiple games going on throughout the week. Uh, like the happy hours, as uh, Asmo mentioned, um, are always super fun. Um, and yeah, awesome. Thanks everyone for being here. Uh, we are going to go ahead and raid over to the Dead Aussie Gamer channel uh, where they're playing some Pathfinder uh, Rise of the nice. Moon Lords in second edition, it looks like. Um, so stay tuned for the raid. It really does help us out, and you know it helps um, every, you know to keep the Pathfinder Starfinder X Finder community strong. Um, thanks so much, everyone. Have a good one. <laughs>